1: WABC debate heavyweight slugfest on New York's news and talk station 77 WABC.
2: All right, welcome everybody to Left versus Right. Anthony Weiner versus Curtis Sliwa Takes from both sides of the aisle. My name is Anthony Weiner. Fine Young Cannibals bringing you in. The vestiges of the English beat can be heard in there. Curtis is going to be in in the second hour. I'm going to carry you through the first hour still, getting my sea legs under me here as a radio host. God, Roland Gift had a great voice. Um, big day in the Wiener household. At this hour, almost exactly at this hour, I think it's 2.30, he steps on the ice, my son Jordan. My 10-year-old son, he tries out for the first time for uh, an actual hockey team. He's been playing only since September. He's 10 years old, started playing in September. I have played hockey my whole life. I think I started at about nine years old. And they have tryouts over at Chelsea Piers. And uh, it was creating a little bit of attention about whether I would be there with him. And then I went to the first round of the of the tryouts, which were on Thursday. And they lock all the parents out of the arena. They, they get, you can suit them up. Then they go behind a the door. They had garbage bags and all the windows, so you couldn't look in. So I would have to just watch and wait from outside. Um, so uh, his mom, Huma, is there with him, and I am uh, – when I'm done here, I'm going to go see what happens. He finishes his tryout at 2.50 – I'm sorry, at 3.50. So just about the same time he gets off, I hopefully will be getting word on how he's doing. So he's very excited. We went to a couple of Islander games this, this week. Um, I don't know what it, you know, it's, this is one of those things that I'm learning a lot about parenting through this hockey experience. Had it, what advice to give him when dealing with a bully, there was a bully on ice that was like following him around and harassing him. You know, the idea of listening to coaches, there is no influence that is probably more important in a 10 year old's life when you're playing a sport than the coach. So he's, um, and he's been really great. He's been really into it and I'm super proud of him. And this is going to be a little bit of a test because he is definitely not one of the better players, but he's dealing with that adversity pretty well. He's getting fired up about it. He's excited to be playing, and I'm excited to have him out there doing it. I'm wearing my New York Islander hat today. The Islanders beat the Rangers 3 to nothing yesterday. We have to take our small victories where we can since the Rangers are headed to the playoffs with a head of steam and the Islanders are probably going to hit some, some golf balls. So uh, Curtis and I are going to be uh, getting together in about an hour. We have some we have a great show for you. We're going to go over a couple of issues that have been in the news. And I'm going to save the good stuff for him and me. We're going to go over the Madison Corthon, this curious case of Madison Corthon. You might have read a little bit about this. This is a member of Congress. I never I didn't he didn't, he didn't overlap with me. I think he's a freshman who talked about the orgies at the Capitol and something he referred to as a key bump of cocaine. Hopefully, Curtis can explain that to me because I have no idea what that means. Um, We're also going to talk about the don't say gay legislation. Curtis is going to try to make me say gay, and I'm going to try to prevent him from saying gay throughout the debate. We'll see how that goes, left versus right. And uh, we're also going to talk (laughs) – you're going to want to hear this. We're going to talk about how close we came – to leading our segment off with a discussion of a story that turned out to be an April Fool's joke. We came this close to being even more of a joke than we usually are. Um, but what I like to do at the top of the show, and I explained this a little bit last week, is I am a relatively new listener to Talk Radio 77 WABC. I've known the station on and off all my life in different iterations. Um, but now I listen to it really religiously because I'm here on Sundays every – sorry. I'm here on Saturdays every Saturday from 2 to 4 with Curtis, and he's been super helpful in getting my sea legs under me, as I've said, teaching me the ropes. And I'm really grateful to John and and Chad Lopez and the other folks here and the amazing staff that helps make this show possible. But what I like to do is I listen to the hot takes all week, and since I only have to do one show a week – Um, I sit back and I try to think about, okay, what are the questions that are coming to mind? Which of these hot takes do I need more context to? And I want to try to be that context. Maybe, what are you going to call me, the hysteria police or the asbestos for the extremism or, I don't know, Uber but for context, something like that. Um, And it always turns out to be a, a story that I'm a little bit interested in. Last week I talked about inflation at length. Um, And and it comes from this place that I believe that we are not – as I said last week, we're not a people of 50-50, half hard right, half hard left going at each other, Um, that we're someplace in between, that we're – we have about 10 percent – here's what I think. 10, 10, 50, 30 is what I've said. 10 percent believe that anything the Republicans do and Donald Trump does is unassailable and completely right and bleed red and and accuse the Democrats of being – Heathens, unpatriotic, evil people. 10% on the other side that think that anything AOC says is gospel, anything that Joe Biden does is unassailable, and anything Republicans say can't be believed. Those are the two extremes, and I only think there's about 10% that are in those two categories. And if you're listening to the show, I still want you to participate, but you're not the primary target here. I'm I'm, I'm interested in what I say are the 50 and the 30. The 50% are the people that I call the common-sense persuadables, people that have a partisan lean – But they're not unpersuadable. They're people that can have a conversation, can learn, can listen to facts, and can move accordingly. They're they're reasonable people. And the 30% are the people that I really want to try to pull back in. And I say pull back in because they're the people that are now completely on the sidelines. They're the people that don't believe that the institutions of politics are on the level, don't believe that the financial institutions are on the level, don't believe that the media institutions are on the level, and if so dis... So become so disgusted with all of this that they've started to check out. And I also want to talk to them a little bit with this show, to talk to them a little bit about the issues that, that, I, that I choose. And, um, and I also want to hear from you. So you can start calling in 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. And I want you to not only play the role of Curtis while he's not here, but also be the fact checker. Here's a proposal I have for you. I'm going to do a longer segment in a minute. But if you think that I've said something that's factually not true – Call in and let me know. I I am committed to doing a fact check on our show every week. And also, obviously, if you have different opinions, those are always welcome. As we say here at WABC, news and views. News straight down the middle and then views on both sides of the aisle. I I make no compunction about it. I am a a Democrat. I consider myself a progressive one. But by the standards of the National Democratic Party, I'm probably somewhere in the middle. So what is the issue – What is the issue that I've chosen today? It's one that I've heard a lot about on our station here and a lot about in, frankly, every newspaper recently. That's right. The Hunter Biden laptop.
1: When he realized that his laptop from hell was missing (laughs) and that they found it. But the fake news didn't even want a great book on that was done. The fake news didn't even want to talk about it.
3: media complex in this country uh, helped cover up evidence that clearly, I mean, this, is, this was major evidence that sat on that laptop. The FBI had it for over a year. Nothing was done with I it. I seek unanimous consent to enter into the record of this committee content from,
4: files from, and copies from the Hunter Biden laptop.
5: The presidential election, I mean, the laptop was real. The eyewitness, Tony Bobolinsky was a real person. The emails, in fact, were real evidence, real documents. The only thing fake was the news. This uh,
1: laptop, I tell you what, this is called the laptop from hell. The only laptop that was almost as good, maybe worse, was the laptop of Anthony
4: Weiner. Do you remember that? Ding, 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 ding.
2: What was, what was the ding, ding, ding part? And I don't like having – listen, when, guys, when I ask you to do these cuts, I don't mean for them to be – anyway. Look, there's no doubt about it. There's been enormous amount of news made about the Hunter Biden laptop. And I don't know how to summarize this for you except to say that I climbed into a, a rabbit hole this week of reading about this laptop. And I have done a lot of reading so you don't have to. Now, some of you listening to this might be familiar with this entire long-sorted story But what I wanted to do is for the uninitiated, I want to go through what I think we know, try to address some of these big questions like, was there indeed a cover up? What was on the laptop? What's going to happen next with Hunter Biden? What did Hunter do? What did Joe Biden do? And to try to unpack some of these things. And I am at a point now, I'm I'm serious, I consider myself almost an expert. I have read so much about this, and and from all different sources, I've listened to podcasts and the like. And let, I guess the best place to start is w- w- where this thing began, which is in April of 2019, April 12th to be exact. A Wilmington, Delaware computer repairman named John uh, Paul Mac Isaac. It's funny how when you become part of news stories, we've got to include all of your middle names, and it seems like people who have well, this guy's got a lot of names, but I think Mac might have been one he just added for the purpose of his business. But putting that aside for a moment, someone walks in with a laptop and says, "Listen, this laptop—it's gotten wet, and I'm having trouble accessing the material that is on the laptop." So this guy goes about trying to repair this this laptop. Um, he fixes it. He says it was—he's both. This person said it's both easy and hard to repair. In one hand, he said he just had to plug in. To it, but it would keep shutting off every few minutes, so he'd have to download some, and it would shut down. They'd have to go back and see what he got, and then download more and more and more. And he eventually repairs it. He calls up the person that dropped off the laptop, says it's ready. No one ever came back, uh, back to get it. Now I keep saying the person, because among other crazy things about this story, this person is legally blind, and he can't say for sure it was Hunter Biden that came drop it off. But for the purpose of this conversation, it's it's Hunter Biden's laptop. So he has this laptop. It's sitting there. It's in April of 2019, and then in July of 2019, it's been sitting in his shop. And he starts to hear things on the newspaper, in the in the the news, particularly from our host here at and former mayor of of New York, Rudy Giuliani, um, talking about allegations about Hunter Biden's business dealings, alleging that there was the misconduct. And this guy hears these things, and what does he do? This guy, Mac Isaac, calls the FBI. And the FBI, in December of 2019, from the Wilmington field office, come with a subpoena and take this laptop, the, the whole dr- any drive that was related to it, and all related paperwork. Okay? So that's December of 2019. Then, a month later, the impeachment of Donald Trump begins. And once again, this guy, Mac Isaac, says, all right, I've got something here. Now, before he handed it over to the FBI, he made a, cont- he made, um, a copy – Of the hard drive. And so he begins calling members of Congress, most of them Republicans, and says, I've got this drive of Hunter Biden's laptop, and none of them are interested. Basically, no one was all that interested until after making a series of these calls, finally in August of 2020, Mac Isaac connected with the lawyer for our own Rudy Giuliani and turns over the material. So between April 2019 and October 2020, the only real official agency that has it is the FBI. And we'll get to that in a second, but that's that. It took a little while for this thing to get some steam, and I'm sorry, yeah, I, I said October is actually in in August when he turns it over to Mayor Giuliani, and then in October all poop hits the fan when it all comes out in the New York Post. The New York Post starts to publish all this stuff, um, and at this point, the cover up, so to speak. Begins, But there's more and less there than meets the eye. On one hand, the New York Post story that comes out is handled in a ridiculous way by social media companies, particularly Twitter. Twitter says we're so suspicious of the covenant of, of this information and, and of, its, of its reliability and where it came from, we're going to ban it from even being on our platform. Terrible idea. And it's, as, a liber, as a libertarian in the liberal sense of the word, um, I think that was a bad idea. But for everyone else, for the other newspapers and other journalists to try to cover, there were a lot of reasons and a lot of things that made it very difficult. One thing that made it difficult, they weren't given a copy of this hard drive to look at. As a matter of fact, according to The New York Times and according to The Washington Post, when they reached out to, to Giuliani and to Steve Bannon to get a copy of the data, they were both told no. By the way… This is a great idea. At some point, I would love to go on. Rudy Giuliani has a, a show that's on here. I listen to it. I, dis, I disagree with him almost all the time, but I enjoy listening to the show. I should go on and ask him, you know, just be a guest and ask him some of these questions now that I've become such an expert. But anyway, at the time, the other newspapers weren't given access to this information to make it even more suspicious. This is October of 2020, one month before the election. And remember what happened one month before the election in 2016. We were attacked by the Russians who hacked into the DNC, hacked into Hillary Clinton, then went to Anonymous, turned all the stuff over to try to influence our election, according to, um, according, to de- according to Democratic and Republican um, officials that looked into it. So here it was. And by the way, in 2020, if you think that there wasn't also something going on then, the, the, I have an, uh, in front of me an unclassified – the guys in the booth will tell you I came prepared to with lots of paper. The National Intelligence Council said the Russians were once again trying to influence our election, and this time key judgment number two, foreign threats to U.S. federal election. We assessed that Russian President Putin authorized a range of, of government organization influence operations aimed at denying President Biden's candidacy. And I will tell you after the break – The big question, which is what was actually on that laptop and what changed this from being a New York Post story to being a story that now everyone left, right and center is talking about.
0: This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS. You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to Shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's Shopify.com slash system.
1: The left versus the right. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight slugfest. 77 W.A.B.C. It's the left versus the right in the right corner. It's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa in the left corner. It's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 W.A.B.C. debate. Heavyweight Slugfest on New York's news and talk stations. 77 W.A.B.C.
2: Welcome, everybody, back to Left versus Right. Anthony Weiner and Curtis Lewa. Curtis is going to be joining us in a moment. Um, today we're going deep into uh, the issue of Hunter Biden's laptop. Not that others haven't done it on the airwaves here at WABC, but I'm doing it from my seat on the left. If you want to join into the conversation or ask me anything about the laptop, I'm now such an expert, having, having read so much about it, left, right, and middle, over the course of the last several days. 800-848-WABC. 800-848-9222. When Curtis comes in, we're going to talk about the sex scandal of, of, of Madison Corthon. Is that, I think I'm saying his name right. We're also going to get a little bit into the Don't Say Gay legislation in Florida. And we are going to let you in on how close we both came to leading our broadcast with a – what turned out to be an April Fool's joke. Unfortunately, we didn't do that, but we'll tell you a little bit about that. So when we broke, I was telling you about this idea that, you know, maybe this cover-up that was going on by other news organizations besides the New York Post was not so much a cover-up, but just a fairly reasonable approach to big breaking news that came out in uh, in 2020. This is October, a week before – a week, a month before the election, and um, everyone had been warned. Washington had been warned. This time we're we're not going to get fooled again that there was a – a threat assessment that was done, and I'll read again from – and this is from from something called the National Intelligence Council. This is Department of Homeland Security, CIA, NSC, uh, Department of Homeland Security, INR. Like all of these organizations get together and put out reports every once in a while. This is from an unclassified version of it, key judgment number two. Um, uh, we assess that uh, President Putin authorized a, ra- and, uh, um, authorized a range of Russian government organizations conducted – Influence operation aimed at denigrating President Biden's candidacy in the Democratic Party. Moscow's strategy in this election cycle was to use proxies linked to Russian intelligence to push influence narratives, including misleading or unsubstantiated allegations against President Biden. So this was in the air in October of 2020 when the New York Post gets a hold of this laptop copy. And it's made worse by the fact that no other news organization was allowed to independently look at it. And then there are little things that the Post did. And listen, I've had my problems with the New York Post, but they are undeniably a, a right-wing conservative newspaper. Um, uh, they, they have separation between their editorial page and their news gathering, but there is that. I mean I, I don't think anyone would dispute I don't think even the folks at, at, at the New York Post would dispute that. So they have this, this thing and, and, and they make matters worse in terms of trying to verify it for other people. For example, there's one email that's a particular smoking gun email, and I'm going to I'm gonna explain what that is in a moment. It's like instead of sharing the data from the, the laptop, they take a picture of it the day before the story goes live. And so there's no way for anyone to really see where this thing came from. There is no metadata on it or anything. Um, and then there are other things that made people a little bit suspicious. And when I say people, I mean other journalists who are trying to figure out how should they handle this. Um for example, in, the, in some of the data that was released by the New York Post but wasn't highlighted by them in any way was some language that basically made it seem like Hunter Biden and President Biden were not talking at all about things. So different news organizations all do stories about this. Washington Post, October 14, 2020, Hunter Biden's alleged laptop and explainer. The New York Times did stories. There wasn't this enormous cover-up. There was this other thing that was going on where I think some people – we're getting out over their skis. This looks so much like it, was, it might be Russian disinformation or something like that. It was coming from a source that, was, that people were, were nervous about, a, a, a blind guy in a laptop store in Delaware, etc., um, that then some people said this is, as a fact, Russian disinformation. I think that there's no evidence of that. Now, I won't go as far as to say there, there, it wasn't, but no one's presumed to, any, to this day that that was at all – a fact, or that was all true. People overstated the case you know, against this. So, why is it coming out now? Well, finally, a guy named Jack Massey, who's a Republican activist, who had a relationship a relationship with. I think he used to work. Um, he, he, he used to work in, in Republican politics, and I think he also worked for Steve Bannon finally in June of this year went to, the New York, went to the New York Times, went to the Washington Post, these organizations that have been asking, and he turned over this copy of this drive. And these guys, these newspapers went out and they hired security guys to go look at it. And some of the documents were substantiated, some were not. But it's pretty clear, in my take, this was Hunter Biden's laptop. It was then, it is now. I don't think that there's, there's any dispute about that you want to say that I was part of the cover-up because I didn't know that before? No, I was kind of suspicious of this all along, but it's undoubted now that there is. So now the question is, what is on the laptop and how bad is it? Well, if you're Hunter Biden, it looks terrible. It looks terrible because this guy was getting gobs and gobs of money from Chinese real estate and energy concerns, from Ukrainian energy concerns. I mean a lot of money. And let me just say this. I have done consulting. You know, based on my experience in Washington, based on the work I've done on the Energy and Commerce Committee, yeah, I've done I never this is this was obscene obscene amounts of money. Million dollar retainers, hundreds of thousands of dollars of fees. He got paid a lot of money. And there's also no doubt in reading about these cases. And it's not just in Republican and conservative outfits. You can go read a story, by the way, in, in July of 2019 in The New Yorker, perhaps one of the most liberal organs around. Will Hunter Biden jeopardize his father's campaign? And even stuff that wasn't on the laptop, even then, it's, it, it was pretty clear that, that Hunter Biden had money issues, that Hunter Biden was trading on his father's name, that Hunter Biden was, was implying that his father was, was involved in these things. And there's no doubt. And I can tell you that based on what we've seen recently – with reports of, of Hunter Biden pay, um, paying back back taxes suddenly, leaks that are coming out, The you should know that the U.S. Attorney of Delaware, which traditionally might change when a new administration comes in, the Biden administration has left the, the old one in from Donald Trump's era. He's still there. DOJ has it. And, you know, now the FBI and, and DOJ has had this laptop for a while. There's all kinds of things that he could be accused of. There might be fees that were, were confirmed on this laptop that he didn't pay taxes on. It could be relationships with these companies that cross over into the line of representing foreign government or foreign entities, which is if you're going to do it, there's a very specific regimen for how you have to do it. It could be any number of things. So the, that's the easy part. The easy part is clearly that Hunter Biden was doing some pretty slimy things. Now, illegal, I'll leave that – You know, we can quibble. I don't have all the facts, but it doesn't look good. But the tougher question and the place that so many people on this station have been way out over their skis based on everything that I've read is this idea that because Hunter Biden was making all this money, that there was a connection to Joe Biden. If anything, a lot of the evidence points in the other direction. For example, you know, even in the, in the midst of, of Hunter Biden trying to show that, that how connected he was to Washington – he writes in an email to a potential client, quote, what he, his father, will do and say is out of our hands. Hunter Biden wrote in an email that the Post said was it was sent on April 13th, 2014. There are two things that are smoking guns in the eyes of people who want to attach Joe Biden to what Hunter Biden was doing. OK, and here they are. And I'll let you decide. One was a May 13, 2017 email, and this is a time when uh, Joe Biden was vice president of the United States. It was from a guy named James Galar, who was this British guy who was involved in trying to put together a company that Hunter Biden was going to be involved with. That was then going to go to this Chinese concern and ask them for a boatload of money to support this company. And they were going to go out and say that we have access to all these politicians and we know all these different things. The emails from that guy to a guy named Tony Bobolinsky, which was mentioned in the cut that came in. This is, a, this is a supporter of Donald Trump, someone who Donald Trump brought to the debate, someone who's done press conferences saying Joe Biden is a dirty guy. He knew all about these things. But this is the email. This is the smoking gun email. And in it, they're talking about how the profits of this company they're going to make are going to be divided up, different percentages for different people. By the way, on this email, Hunter is CC'd. He's not the writer. He's not the recipient. He's CC'd. And it says, quote, 10, meaning 10%, held by H, presumably Hunter, for the big guy. Okay. That's it. That's the smoking gun that Tony Bobolinsky has. Now, he said he had other stuff. He said, I have WhatsApp. He went on to call Tucker Carlson and says, I've got all kinds of information that shows otherwise. And so the Wall Street Journal and Fox News, he goes in and visits with them, shows them what he got, both organizations come out and say there's nothing connecting Joe Biden. In fact, October 23rd, 2020, headline foxnews.com, ex-Hunter Biden Associates records don't show proof of Biden relationship amid unanswered questions. So, but that's it. Now, they say, well, everyone knows that that big guy meant Joe Biden. Everyone knows that H meant Hunter. But in all of the financial documents that were on the laptop, a lot of them having been been verified – there's no mention of Joe Biden getting any of these of these funds anywhere in any of this this document in fact in in Hunter Biden's books, he talks about being so desperate for money. Joe Biden was helping out Hunter Biden not the other way around so that's smoking gun number one, and in my opinion it's wafer thin wafer thin. The second thing is this other this other thing that was the smoking gun that, from the original New York Post story that the New York Post went out and said this shows that, that this, this laptop shows that Joe Biden was corrupt. And what it comes down to there is this idea that Hunter Biden introduced this advisor to this Ukrainian energy company, Burisma, to then-Vice President Joe Biden at a time when Joe Biden was in, involved with a policy uh, in the administration. It all comes down to that. And it comes, that all comes down to a single solitary email from April seventeenth, two 2015, that, that suggests that Hunter Biden had arranged this meeting for this energy executive. And here's what it says. I'm going to read you the entire email. This is the one that was photographed by the, Washington, by the New York Post that made it difficult for other, other journals to, um, to, uh, to, 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 to make sure it was credible. Dear Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. and giving an opportunity to meet your father and spent – I'm leaving in the, the, the errors – spent some time together. It's reality means it's it's really an honor and pleasure, reads the email, supposedly written by this guy, Vadam Podzarski. He was an advisor to Burisma. There's only one problem. That meeting never happened. There's never any sign of it anywhere in any of the official logs. President, A uh, vice president um, uh, Biden staff who was around him, you know, and have these – has no record of this guy ever being anywhere. There's, there, all it is is someone saying to Hunter, thank you for inviting me to D.C. to give me an opportunity to meet. We have no idea whether that, whether uh, it ever happened. And even if it did, it could have been like there are other things that had gone on. For example, there was, there was uh, uh, articles that had been written in the public domain about companies that had been invited to participate in a conference call with a visit by Joe Biden to Ukraine. There's nothing secret about the call and the transcript was released publicly and posted on the White House website. So that's it. From there, GOP senators have said they haven't found anything more. A bipartisan uh, bipartisan committee has looked at this stuff and said they haven't found any more. The Trump Justice Department has had this hard drive. And if there was anything more, we probably would have heard about it. And that is all of it. This whole idea that some guys who were trying to find something that they called Sinohawk Holdings had created this narrative. And this one guy says that Joe Biden was the person who was who was big guy in this. And even if you assume that it was, let's assume, let's stipulate to that it was all that that says is someone wrote a proposal for a business that never. By the way, did I mention this? The business never existed. They didn't get a single contract, didn't get a single uh, stitch of funding. It just went away. It was someone's proposal for a business that never happened. So the very, very, very worst you can say is, okay. this is someone's proposal to give some of the money to Joe Biden. And there's no evidence or record or anything that it actually happened besides this one guy, Bobolovsky, Bobolinsky. And even he, when he turned over his material, um, it was turned out by Fox News and Wall Street Journal and others – not to have any any validity to it. So where does that mean that we stand right now? It means that this looks very bad for Hunter Biden. It means that only someone who is... Unless they have information that I haven't seen, and that could be, and I'm open to you calling in at 800-848-WABC and pointing to some element of this that I've gotten wrong, the connection to Joe Biden is where this whole thing falls down. And I just want to say this on, on the way out before we come back and take your calls. Part of the problem is... With these conspiracy theories and wild accusations Is there's always a kernel of truth Buried within it That is then taken to a place that is not within it I fear that's what's happened here But I've got an open mind If you know differently Give me a call, 800-848-WABC And we'll take those calls on the other side
1: It's the left versus the right It's a 77-WABC debate Heavyweight Slugfest 77 WABC. It's the left versus the right. In the right corner, it's heavyweight king Curtis Lewa. In the left corner, it's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest.
2: Welcome back, everyone. Left versus right. I'm Anthony Weiner. Curtis Lee was coming in for the second hour at three o'clock. He and I are going to have a conversation about some of the colorful issues of the day. Representative Cawthorn, sordid tales of life in Congress. He's going to explain to me what a key bump of cocaine is. And uh, we're also going to talk a little bit about the Don't Say Gay legislation in Florida. I know some people are not happy about it being labeled that. He's going to try to make me say gay. And then we're also going to talk about this story that we were this close to leading with today that turned out to be an April Fool's joke. That's when Curtis comes in. He's been really kind to let me get my legs underneath me uh, here. We've been talking about Hunter Biden. If you'd like to be part of the conversation, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-WABC. And, you know, I've said it once during this presentation, but um, I'll say it again. You know, Rudy Giuliani is a central— kind of straw that stirs this story and 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 you know if anyone has a rebuttal to this he would and maybe at some point we'll get him to come on or i can go on his show and he can point out to the things that i might have gotten wrong but you've got to do that now you can be the fact checker on our behalf 800-848-WABC 848 and for those of you who are asking yes jordan just stepped on the ice at 230 for his tryout i'll keep you posted i'll let you know um, how that goes? Uh, let's let's take somebody's call. The board is filling up on Hunter Biden uh, points and questions. So let's start with Patty in New Jersey. Patty, you're on the air.
6: Hi. Um. So first, I think it would be great for you and actually Miranda Devine to have a um a debate. But okay, here are things I wrote down. Air Force Two uh, going off to Ukraine. So a golf thing. Um. What? and that pertains to they're never talked about business. Okay, who believes that? Um, The qualifications of Hunter, should he sit on their board? He doesn't speak the language, nor did he have any experience in anything that they dealt with. Okay, and one of the emails, what about the 10% that goes to the big guy? Well, who's the big guy? Now that other guy, Boriski. He verbally did say that he confirmed that the 10% was going to Joe, and Joe was completely aware of it. So we either believe him or we don't. At this point, I'm tending to believe him. And, um, oh, there's also an email that says that he's talking to his sister and saying, I'm paying all the bills. I'm paying your education. I'm paying for this. Isn't that a little unusual? So there is a lot of... um, there's a lot of scrutiny here. There's a lot of things that, you know, somebody who's up and up, you'd say, Well, oh, there's nothing wrong here. But there's too many ifs, ands, and I don't know kind of buts going on.
2: Okay. So All right. Well you've put I appreciate it, Patty. You've put a lot you've put put a lot on my plate. I'm gonna handle the ones that I think I have something resembling answers to. Look, there is no doubt that that. I mean, I think I can say this, that Hunter Biden would not be getting these big deals f- were he not named Biden. I don't think I think that's part of the conclusion here of reading all of this stuff that I think I, I'm with Jan. I don't I, I I believe it. And by the way, that's that's something that smells rotten in Washington, period. There's all kinds of deals that relatives of elected officials, friends, buddies, a college acquaintances ball. This is the way that people m- m- make money in that industry, and I don't like it. It's not unusual, and it's not criminal. Well, we're going to find out. It might be criminal Hunter's case, but the issue is: does it? Where does it go to President Biden? That's the the question. Now, a couple of the other things: one, the ten percent for the big guy. Yes, I I, I talked about that. But the question is, what is the document that that comes from? It comes from a document of someone who's proposing to make a business proposal to these Chinese guys. And if you even assume that that is is what this guy it's not from Hunter Biden or or even to Hunter Biden. Okay, let's assume the big guy is is um, Joe Biden. Let's assume that's the case. What do you got there? You've got someone's proposing the idea of giving Joe Biden money. Not that he ever did because this company never turned into anything. And the final point about about the things that he wrote to his sister, his family members complaining he had money issues, no doubt about it. He was also, and this is one of the reasons I'm interested in this because I too have addiction issues. This guy was, you know, he was I mean, he was an ad, he was an addict. He was in 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 real despair. He was wanting for money much of you know much of his life. There was no doubt in my mind he was cashing in on being a Biden. No doubt, no doubt. But from that to jump to Joe Biden did something is a long jump that I'm not I'm not um, prepared to, to 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 take with you. Let's go to Mark in the Bronx. Well, uh, Mark, it's great to have you with us. About Hunter Biden, what's cooking? Yes, Anthony, you are you
5: are very very smart. You've always been very bright. You're much smarter than I am. But it, the fact is. You you will always defend the Democratic Party no matter what. Obviously Joe Biden was involved. Hunter Biden was is is been called a bad man. You won't call him that. And I dare you to go on Rudy, Rudy Giuliani's show or have him on, and or, or Miranda Devine as the other woman said, and debate the facts. Peter has written a book about the Chinese giving thirty one million to the Biden fam to crime family you will you will never indict Joe Biden you will never I it's easy to talk about Hunter Hunter Biden he's a crack addict he's a he was a bag man for the family it, it's so it, it couldn't be any more obvious and and the fact is you just know recently of course came out the information on the Hillary Clinton campaign in terms of uh, spying on uh, getting involved with the, the uh, dossier, the fake Russian dossier. All they did was pay a fine. I would like you to discuss that one day, because people in the know know what went on with the campaign and what they did in the spying. It's a completely fake dossier. I don't expect you to discuss it too soon. But the fact is, with the money—Peter Schweitzer—of course, you haven't read his book regarding—he details the, the money that was given to the Biden family by the Chinese to get the Russians, to get the three and a half million dollars from the Russian mayor's wife to the Biden, to Hunter Biden and the family. But Pete, please read Peter Switzer's book or have him on one day and discuss the family.
2: Well, I appreciate I appreciate Mark. But, you know, in, in all fairness, I went through the list of the allegations against Hunter Biden and to say that I was easy on him is really not to have paid attention. I hammered him. I think that it, they. I use the word disgusting. I mean, yes, but the 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 jump that people are making is the problem. And as far as like the idea that I'm not being fair about this, I mean, look, I I read every New York Post story about about this, and if I got the Bobolisky part wrong, I want someone to point out where. I'm open to a fact check on this. I mean, I can tell you this guy made allegations that he had. Uh, 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 text messages, that he had emails that supported the the proposition that Joe Biden was involved. And the people he showed them to, Fox News and The Wall Street Journal, both wrote stories saying it ain't there. Not that Hunter Biden was not getting a bunch of money for doing things that he's probably... Oh, this is something I, I should have mentioned earlier. This notion that he's not qualified, I agree. But the qualification was not that he was an expert on energy. The qualification is his name is Biden. And just because the Chinese think that this guy had some pipeline to pop... Even though the emails revealed that he didn't, even just – that does not mean that Pop was guilty of something. That's the point. And by the way, if you believe that it is bad that family members of elected officials or friends of elected officials or college roommates of elected officials take money in exchange for getting access of some sort, that's fine. But you better be consistent. That better be true of Ginny Thomas. It better be true of, of Mitch McConnell. It better be true of everybody. And I do believe it's a problem. I do believe it's a problem. I don't know how you solve it because so long as there's a company that thinks that they're getting some kind of access, whether they are or they not. I mean, even in these emails, you have Hunter Biden saying, I don't know what my dad's going to do. I don't really have that much of a hook into him. I mean, that, so I just want to make it clear that I don't think that I'm being a, a, a shill for anyone. Anyway. I think I've gone through this pretty, pretty, pretty directly. But if people think that I've left something out, I want to hear it uh andrea in washington township you read the new york post stories too what What did you think of them
7: okay here's what i'm gonna say i think what you've left out here is this okay i agree what you're saying about hunter biden you left out the bigger picture when that article came out uh prior to the election there was a massive massive cover-up by the media and secondly by big tech you couldn't you couldn't. Publish should do anything with it. New York Post couldn't get it out there to the people. That's number one. Number two, you had the letter signed by 51 of our highest level CIA, FBI, all the big names, saying right away, it was Russian disinformation. When in fact, there has been an ongoing, because now they're admitting, there's been a four year ongoing investigation into Hunter Bider. So with that cover, it allowed Joe Biden to tell the public that, he, that nothing was going on. Everything was disinformation. Andrea, and, 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 and that's part of the bigger problem. And one other thing, if I might. Yes. My understanding is that there are logs from the FBI regarding the comings and goings of Hunter Biden that seem to be missing. Okay.
2: Okay. Well, let me just say, Andrew, we're we're coming up uh, coming up on a break, and soon we're going to have Curtis joining us. You know, first of all, I t- said the w- exact words that I think that that Twitter not using not using New York Post stories or banning them for, was an outrageous mistake, and I agree hundred percent. But as far as big as other media outlets, October 14, twenty twenty, the very next day, Washington Post, Hunter Biden's alleged laptop, an explainer in two thousand nineteen. Will Hunter Biden jeopardize his father's campaign by The New Yorker? The New York Times, October 15, 2020, uh, writing about the New York Post story. But I've explained to you the reasons that they might be very, very suspicious of all of this stuff. But if you're saying to me that big tech handled this right, I agree that they didn't. But I just want to remind you of the context. This was four years almost to the day when the Russians attacked our country and and helped – to influence the election by, by hacking into DNC servers, by hacking into Hillary Clinton servers and then releasing embarrassing emails so that when journalists – were there four years later having had quote-unquote learn their lesson. There was reason for them to be suspicious. All anyone had to do to deal with those suspicions, to be honest, was to say here's a hard drive for The New York Times. Here's a hard drive for The Wall Street Journal. Here's a hard drive for Fox News. Here's a hard drive for The Washington Post. Everyone gets a copy and can look at it as much as they want. The The people that had this didn't release it. I would love to ask that question why. And the one final thing I want to say is about the FBI's handling this. Yes, the FBI has had this for four years. OK, that's a long time. But I am in the, firmly in the camp, and I said this when it, when it was good for Hillary, bad for, 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 for Trump and vice versa. If they don't have anything, they should keep their mouth shut. If they have something, they should say one thing, DOJ, here's an indictment or here's a search warrant, but that's it. I don't like this. Well, I want to hear what they have to say before they're ready to say it, but I agree. I would like to see – at this point, and it sounds like everything that i 've heard leaking out that it's finally something is, is going to start to ha- to happen, but the fbi doesn 't get information collected and then leak it leak it or at least they don 't they did it until Comey came along and so so I mean, I have acknowledged all the things all the things that Andrea said there 's not a single new fact that came in there. I acknowledge those things, and as we go to the break, I want folks to to to, to, to be aware that I am per- certainly prepared to have this fact checked call in let me know the, the board is pretty full with calls we can always take some more 800 848 WABC Shear has already checked in on my text says how did the guy that was blind even fix the laptop to begin with and i don't have an answer to that question
1: it's the left versus the right It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest. 77 WABC. It's the left versus the right. In the right corner, it's Heavyweight King Curtis Lewa. In the left corner, it's Anthony Weiner. It's a 77 WABC debate. Heavyweight Slugfest.
2: Welcome back to Left versus Right. I'm Anthony Weiner. We're going to be joined by Curtis Slewa at the top of the hour. The guys in the control thought I was getting too worked up, so they played some Marvin Gaye. It is his. Uh, would have been his birthday today. He was born on April 2nd. He died on April 1st. So he's, so uh, he's to be missed. Well, okay. I'll try to calm down a little bit. Uh, you know, I promised that I would not be a shouter and a yeller, and I don't mean to be. Um, let's get a couple more calls in here quickly. Um, Steve in the Bronx, you're calling in about Hunter Biden. What do you have to say today?
8: Hi, good afternoon. Thank you for taking my call. i uh, make a quick couple of points. Uh, first of all, you're doing a great job for being a novice on the radio. Keep it up. Thank you. Uh, really good job. Uh, what i like to say about the Hunter Biden scandal is my personal feelings is he's the son that uh, had the most problems. And if there's a cover-up, I believe it's just a family trying to cover up that the son was, you know, a drug addict and uh, probably did attempt to use the Biden name to uh, get money and to, uh, you know, sell false influence like he had influence with the father. And believe me, I'm a Republican, but looking at this from the outside, this is what it looks like. There's uh, a son who had a drug problem and was taking advantage of the family name. I do not think it goes as high as the president. And, uh, you know, in Washington, I don't believe anybody can keep a secret. And uh, if there was a lot of this going around, I'm sure much, much more would have have come out. And uh, with that, I'll take your uh, response off the air and keep up the good work. I
2: appreciate you. Thanks for the kind words. Let's hear from Joe in Jersey City. Joe, welcome aboard.
3: Hey, how you doing, Anthony? I'm Thank well, you Joe. Thank you. I appreciate, uh, you know, appreciate what, you, what you guys are doing up there. Um, the only thing I had a qualm with was, When you were talking, you brought up how, like, Hunt, when you were reading off, I guess, uh, the smoking guns, quote-unquote, you said that even in his book, in Hunter's book, he said that he was getting money from his father, not the other way around. I just feel like that statement there makes you, like, kind of lean that way a little bit, you know, too much, um, just because of the fact that, you know, I mean, he would never admit it, that it was the other way around. That's a good point. The smoking gun to me comes from the video, though, man. That video of him threatening people. That to me is just like if that was Donald Trump, there would be like all hell would be breaking loose right now. And we're not even talking about it anymore. So, Well, um, you're, I you're right.
2: Listen, I, I have to agree with you, Joe, On that, that the, look, the, the shortcomings of using his book as anything is that his book, while very, very deep and impactful to me on his addiction struggles, is very light on what he was doing for money. And very light on all of this business stuff. So if he thought he was clear in the air. So but I, I I I think that it has been acknowledged, I think, by both sides, both by Joe Biden and by Hunter Biden, that Joe supported him during some of his during some of his struggles. Uh, let's go to Josh in Somerville on line three. How are you, Josh? Thanks for holding on.
3: Yeah, Anthony, You are doing a great job. OK, um, and I don't think you need to apologize uh, to anybody on what you have to say about your viewpoint. But I think you need to read the book, um, The Laptop from Hell, as well as Red-Handed by Peter Schweitzer, and also treat yourself to read the book by Bobby Kennedy, the real Dr. Anthony Fauci. When you see these people, the things that they're involved with, it, 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 your hair's going to turn colors. Uh, Hunter Biden, no doubt about it, his father knew all the involvements, the money that they made. But when you see the Pelosi's and McConnell's and the high-tech industry industries making so much money over China – uh, and Russia, uh, it, it's, it's unbelievable. They're selling our country down the road. And uh, our country right now is upside down. We used to be in is out, up is down. And uh, I hope that things start to unfold and that Hunter Biden pays dearly. Uh, I think that Joe is just covering up the sun and he's selling our country down the road.
2: I, I hear you. Well, Josh, thank you for for checking in. I, I appreciate your perspective on this. I, I look. I, I as I've said, I, I, I haven't read those books. I have read reviews of those books, and I've had the articles written by those people that summarize what's in their their books. I would really be in a uh, in a in a, uh, a rabbit hole, but I I will commit to getting those books today and, and to reading them as well. Next is uh, Bert in Malapan. Bert, you're on the line. Thank you so much for holding on.
4: Well, thank you for uh, taking the call uh just a couple of things Uh, first of all let's start with uh president candidate biden or vice president biden uh telling uh the president of uh ukraine that if you don't fire the prosecutor who's prosecuting burisma uh, we're going to hold back a billion dollars in aid that was a okay but there may be a real reason, another reason for that. Secondly, Bobulinski said he met with Joe Biden. Okay. And went in, I forget which hotel it was, but it was a very famous hotel. Uh, that's another one and spoke to him about the deal. Uh, lastly, or not quite lastly, is that uh, Joe has always said he knew nothing about his son's business. Zero took pictures with uh, who, the, who his son was working with. Uh, I would think he would have some concern about where is he getting all this money from? I mean, it was close family. And also his brother is involved. The president's brother is involved. And the president's brother said to Bobolinsky when Bobulinski says, how do you, isn't the, isn't the vice isn't uh, Joe Biden concerned about, He he said no. Uh, because he'll always have plausible deniability. So Biden himself lied, President Biden, I'm sorry, he's still a president. Uh, Biden lied about knowing nothing, zero. Also lied about the laptop being uh, fraudulent or uh, Russian nonsense so did 50 other people who didn't, knew, didn't know anything but just decided that that was the thing. So well,
2: I, there's a lot of I, I, I appreciate it. it. I only am I'm, I'm up against the break, so let me try to address those as quickly as you can. First of all, you believe this guy Bobulinski. I don't. I don't. I mean, the, the guy says he's got all kinds of stuff, and when it was time to show them to, to journalists, he didn't have anything anymore. And the one email that was released was the one that I described earlier, which was written by someone to him that refers to Biden as, as the big guy. This guy has said that, that, that I mean, he's a partisan. He's someone that, was, that Donald Trump wrote as a guest to the debate. I don't believe the guy. If there's evidence that he's got, he hasn't produced it. As far as this this idea that that you know this has been brought up a lot and reviewed a lot, anyone can go look at it. This prosecutor was a Soviet, was under Soviet influence. The entire European community wanted that guy out. That was part of U.S. government policy, um, and so that has been explored many times over. Look, all I'm saying is that there's some things that are clearly true. Hunter was doing some slimy things. One thing that is probably true, that that there was that this should have come out sooner. And one thing that I don't see any evidence that is true, and that is that Joe Biden profited in any way. On the other side, your friend and mine, Curtis Lewa, when we come back.